Hi, and welcome to Color Your Home Happy. I'm Justine, founder and creative mind behind Rainbow Shaker, a colorful interior design studio in London. My goal is to spread joy and happiness through the design of cheerful interiors. If, like me, you think that we need a colorful bubble to escape the daily gloom, then this podcast is definitely for you. Each episode, I will be welcoming well-known guests from various colorful backgrounds. You won't find us speaking about the right way to use colors. In this podcast, I want to help you trust your intuition and give you all the confidence you need when designing interiors full of dopamine. Hello everyone! Today we have an incredible duo that brings a burst of creativity to the design scene. Tanya and Jason, known as Miss Pink and Mr. Black, the dynamic minds behind the East London Design Partnership Quirk and Rescue, showcased in London and New York. Their collaboration has given birth to a unique fusion of vibrant hues and timeless monochromes. Join us as we chat about their unique design journey and and how they've turned spaces into masterpieces that resonates with emotion. So let's jump into the colorful world of Quirk and Rescue. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having us. Beautiful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have anything else you wanted to add about yourself, about uh, Quirk and Rescue? Uh, not so much about Quirk and Rescue. So we've had a little segue lately. Um, Mr. Black's been doing a lot of screen printing under the name Mr. Yeah. Black Prints, and I've been doing a lot of interiors work under Miss Pink Interior. Yeah. So we're still Quirk and Rescue, but we each have sort of separate projects going separate at the moment. Yeah. 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 So we're doing lots of different things at yeah. the moment. Yeah. That's, uh, Always good to have a lot of variety. Yeah. I think that's very interesting because you're both nourishing your own uh, yeah. inspiration and creativity yeah. and then you're yeah. gathering that. I think there's sometimes as well there's things that when we're sort of Quirk and Rescue, Miss Pink and Mr. Black, that there's things we can't always do together. Mm -hmm because they don't always fit into Quirk and Rescue. Whereas yeah. sometimes, you know, it's better to do those things sort of separately. Oh, you know, I need to get that out there. Yeah, so Mr. Black Prince has a lot of really specific kind of styles of artwork. Yeah. They're really, really fantastic, but we maybe don't use them in Quirk and Rescue. But Jason, for a long time, has liked certain kinds of yeah. styles. That brings us to actually the first segment, which is to have completely different design styles. So how could you, in a few words, define your design style? Ooh. Individually or together? Individually. And then... Well, you yeah. go first then. Uh, yeah, so I'm always drawn to colour. Full stop. <laughs> right to the better, like the neon end of things, particularly pink and yellow like you've got on today. And a bit of yeah. red. You, well, you do like colour, but you like red and black. I, well, because I trained in textile design, so I'm much more interested in the graphical style of things. I've always liked um, sort of um, Raoul Dufay, that sort of hard graphic line. I'm into colour as well. I, I don't like pastels, which when we first met, you were quite heavily into pastels, which was... yeah. I, I still like but... pastels though <laughs> I know this is airing in February We're recording it a little bit before then I'm using some pastels in the Christmas tree Yeah, well, With neons we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> But that'll that. be temporary so he can live with that <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like all colours 
but I definitely lean more on a graphical style rather than colours. I will use certain colours if I think it suits the project. For me, I have colours that maybe I'm less comfortable using or it doesn't bring me doesn't any just emotion. bring you joy. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to... It just brings that feeling of, oh no, yeah. I've got to use that. Does the pink and the black brings you any emotion? So I would say that pink is a really... Happy? Joyful? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that to all colour. I mean, I'm not particularly into green and blue, but I'd rather see green and blue than beige or grey. All colour for me makes me happy, but I have my own personal favourites. And do you have any like fond memory attached to pink, like a childhood memory? No, the funny thing is, till I was about... So I'm in my 50s now, so until I was 40-something, I hated pink. I hated everything it stood for. Barbie, princess, pretty little girl, pink dresses. I hated all that when I was a kid because I didn't want to be labelled like that, even yeah. as a small child. I was like... Ugh. I didn't have any dolls. I didn't like any of that. So I really, really hated pink. And then suddenly I started loving it, embracing it even greatly. <laughs> Up until that point, it, uh, red and orange were my sort of go-to colours. Mm. I had red hair for many years and then it's been pink for, I don't know, last... Oh, God. I mean, you've had pink hair since I've known you. Yeah, last like you know, 20, 25 years or something. It's the same for me. I wasn't drawn to even colours before. And I don't know, one time in my life, I was like, oh, full colours and connecting to my inner child. That's how I connected more with those uh, bright colours. How about you, Jason? Um, I'm quite a simplistic person in some sense of those. I'm a primary colour person, but I don't like mudded colours. Not the in-between. Not, yeah, not, not very much an in-between person. Yeah. I've just been thinking about it just now, thinking, how much colour did I wear as a child? Probably not a huge amount, because I'm a real 70s child from a really sort of industrial area, and everything was sort of brown, beige, dirty, rusty, and I really don't like brown. I really don't like beige. I don't like any other things. So I think... At the earliest opportunity, I was probably into sort of wearing blacks. So I think in the 80s, I might have owned a pink T-shirt at one point. But I've always been into that sort of classic 80s colourway, which is white, grey, black and red. And I kind craft of... works. Yeah, craftwork craft sort yeah, of. And like, the red so I've kind of, yeah. kind of circled around that a lot. I like a bold pattern and I like a single colour and I like black. And I tend to gravitate towards having red because red and black really stands out. Mm. For me, black is its a nice thing to wear because any little bit of colour that you have next to it suddenly pops that much more. You know, sometimes you do, I know you'll hate me for saying this, but sometimes you do need a little bit of that black or you need a little bit of that grey to make that totally colour stand up. Mm. You know, totally I totally don't agree. Agree. You totally don't agree with that. I, <laughs> I did say, I did but say you would. <laughs> but sometimes you do need that in a project or something like that to make contrast. that. For contrast, yeah. but not in and of itself. And don't get me wrong, I do like, you know, a nice black lino cut or a nice black black and white screen print, but that satisfies my graphic sensibilities yes. rather than my colour sensibilities. So from what I hear, you may have different colour approach, but you both love patterns, geometric shapes. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. We both like bold. Yeah, know? I mean, pink's never bothered me as a, a sort of colour. Like, I've never been against it. Pink is just light red. I keep on telling people. <laughs> it's not anything new. We just gave it a special name. But as long as it's pretty bold and pretty bright and it's got pattern in there, that's all that we're really concerned about. You and I both like half-tone dot mm. sort of graphics that sort of 
texture and that sort of feel. But uh, I mean, we have toyed around when we talked about Quirk and Rescue wallpapers at one point, doing just like a black and white monochrome collection at one point. Because it probably would have been commercially more mm. viable. We've never done anything based on commerce. No, no, we haven't. I mean, I think one of the things with Quirk and Rescue is that we've always done things with it that we were happy with. Mm. We would never put anything out there that we wouldn't have in our own home. Mm. It's not mainstream. No, no, no. Really yeah. Personal. Yeah, yeah. I just think you're, you're kind of selling your soul if you're doing yeah. something for the mainstream, which is okay for two people. I mean, the thing is, there's a lot of mainstream out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's so why it's called mainstream. Why, the main. So why be more of the same? Commercially, it's maybe a lot harder in terms of earning money, but in terms of being true to what you want to do, it's a lot easier. You stay true to yourself. You're not being someone you're not. But sometimes that does happen as well. I think you probably face that more with pink interiors than I probably do. Yeah. But if you come to me, you're not coming to me because you want beige. You're going to somebody yeah. else for that kind of thing. They're no the same way they're with, same as you. Yeah. Same as you. If you, you don't come to somebody called Rainbow Shaker if you just want neutral. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I had people trying and I was like, no, it isn't. No. We all compromise to a certain extent anyway. You can find um, a middle ground. Compromising on your long-term style and what you want to do it's just not worth it because at the end of the day you have to wake up and live with yourself (laughs) (laughs) you know I don't want to be thinking that people know me for this and I wasn't really invested in that piece of work yeah because it's a piece of yourself so every time you're looking at it you'll be like I don't see myself in this it's probably what we debate the most when we have to do something together is Mm -hmm. what quirk and rescue is what that needs to look like for it. I think we probably argued, well, not argued, but we debated it much more in the early days than we do now in terms of what it should look like because we've kind of found what we what our sort of elements are within that. You have a common ground. You have an intersection. Mm-hmm. Yes, which helps exactly. A Venn diagram. We, we, yeah. There's a lot, you know, the, the centre of the diagram is, is quite big, but then we have our own separate things. I think you're probably the person out of the two of us that adds a new element in that we kind of have to think about and discuss. Out of everything, if we do, well, certainly from my point of view, we tend to look at stuff that's in the past. It's the only place you can look. Well, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. But I mean, like, not contemporary, not right now. No, yeah, not yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really got into a lot of 60s and 70s film magazines mm-hmm. recently and their covers and the way they use typography and design. So I'm sure that's probably going to come out in some element at some point. And there's a lot of black and white photography in that. Sorry to scare you. <laughs> Jason's prints, like sort of punk, mm. you could say, protest punk. You know, that's the era that we both grew up in, in the 70s. And that was around at the time, it sort of seeps into you, the things you see around you. So in Miss Pink Interiors, you use a lot of patterns and geometry as well. Yeah, yeah. I've been lucky enough in a couple of commercial products that have done that. One of them was a perfume shop for a London perfume mm-hmm. brand and he wanted neon shelving, which was brilliant. I got some custom made. It looks amazing. You also had recently a pop-up shop. Yeah, that is really close to my heart because that's the era I grew up in. I was punk. You could say I still am a punk, just an aging punk. So you're, you're uh, both punks. <laughs> well, Jason was more sort of art school. Post punk. Post punk. Yeah, he's a bit, bit younger than me. Not that Not much. much. Not much, <laughs> but a bit. A year uh, and a half. Yeah, so that, that project was really good because I got some giant five foot safety pins. I got these fabricated and 
I got to keep them after the project. So I've had one sprayed red, actually, not pink. Which is now adorning a kitchen. Which is now in in, in our own kitchen, yes. I love the safety pin image. It's just, for me, it's quite iconic. Reminds me of that time when I was younger. So the projects I've done, I've been immersed in 100%. Probably the thing that we worry about the most, really silly, is like we're not trend followers. Mm. We do what we want to do. And I think the first time we went to New York, we'd done a lot of geometric wallpaper. Got fed into the Memphis Milano sort of um, Monvian-esque type colours. Because we liked it and we weren't seeing any of it. And then somebody from the Wall Street Journal went around this massive trade show that we were at and noticed that there were five stands out of maybe 2,000 that had geometric sort of wallpapers or prints. Mm. And they're like, oh, that's the new this trend. trend. <laughs> so like, no, it's not. I have no idea what you're talking about. We just did this because we like it. And you just because you've seen five things that have some connection, now it's a trend. Mm. And we're going, no, no, it's not. And so to us, that really echoed with us how empty that sort of trend label actually is. Mm. It's just it's just another marketing tool. Homeowners, they don't buy things because they're trends. I think you and I have different approaches to that, though. You do look at a lot of stuff and other designers and other periods, and I tend not to when I'm doing stuff because I don't want that in my head when we're doing the base design, because I'll do a lot of the base design and then you'll tell me what's wrong with it. I don't like to look around a lot because then I'm just thinking, I can't do it that way. It's like a nice thing, really focused. Yeah, if I do it and it's come out of my own head, then I'm not worried if it looks like somebody else's Mm. to a degree. But if I know about everybody else's, I'm not saying that I ignore it completely, but to the extent that you keep up to date on that. But it's just like a big, huge washing machine spin cycle things go around come round they come round and then there's a slight different take on them mm. you know there's only an infinite finite amount of colors and designs it's rare you see anything absolutely new it's always been influenced by something yes is there one project or product that you work together on quirk and rescue and that 100 percent Tanya and Jason, and it represents you both? Oh, that's a very good question. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I think it always skews a little bit one One way way or the other. I don't think it really matters who put more in or less in. Whenever we do it, it's sort of like, well, we both put equally into the design. Neither one of us would dream of sort of saying, well, that's going out there if the other person didn't Didn't feel the same way. You know, it's there has to like, be an agreement. And we are perfectionists in that sense as well. You know, I mean, we do have to put the brakes on ourselves sometimes when we're saying, no, it's not going out. One of us will invariably say, look, are we being too perfectionist? And so sometimes there's a point where you kind of have to cut off and go, okay, look, is it good enough? The diamond wallpaper is probably the closest, but probably the second or third generation of colourways that we did for it. Yeah, one of the wallpapers we have is it's very graphic diamond based on some uh, 1920s. Was no, it? 1800s. 1800s. Optical illusions. Optical illusions. 19th century. And we added, so we started off just with three colourways, but we've mm. added more... I guess would be considered more modern. So we've got a pink and a red colourway, which we actually have in our own living room. And a well, black and white, which is very, very, it's very stark, but it's very graphic. It's very lovely. Um, a graphic designer in New York bought mm. some actually and has it in her apartment. Yeah, but that's the good thing about having a design and having the means to change it digitally. 
you've got the design and you can just create these new colorways. It doesn't take long at all. I think we're happy on all their designs. Mm-hmm. Just we get there in the end. <laughs> just trying to think of something that we could really say was both us. How about your own home? Yeah, yeah. I think one thing that people say when they see photos of where we live is, oh, I really like it, but I could never live there. It's way too bright. And I think it's not actually that bright. Not when you get to the evening and the, you know, you're know you turning on your sort of more subtle lighting and stuff. It's actually really, really cosy and really, really warm. But we don't have any black in our own household. I'm just thinking that. Yeah, because <laughs> I said radio. no. <laughs> Miss Pink says no. Have I, have I snuck any black into the house? <laughs> no, 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 probably no. not. Oh, no, we did have a black plant pan pot. It was black and neon yellow. Oh, yeah, you had the neon, you see, to offset the black. But I, some, black black did, wasn't allowed some black did sneak into the so house. So it's so. the You have the neon if you have the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we both like stripes. But we'd like to do odd things with stripes. Make I it slightly asymmetric. Traditionally, with stripes, they'd either, they'd pretty much be vertical up and down to make a room look taller. I think the first time we got stripes in the house was the living room floor, wasn't it? And you said, I want to do the floor stripey. But I don't want it to look like everybody else is. Didn't want to follow the floorboards. I just casually offhand, I think I said, I'll do it diagonally then. Yeah. Because I had to take all of the boys on holiday for a week for this to happen. Yeah. Uh, I took them away and then you came back and you'd done the sword, which was great. But the cats were still there. It's still kind of tricky. The boys were away, but the cats were there. Um, So there's, you know, some fossilised cat hair in there that will remain there for. But I remember you sort of saying things like, oh, it was really difficult getting the the stripes to be the same width. And I just went, well, just cut a template. And you went, I wish you told me that a week ago. (laughs) So I was measuring them. So much work. It's only been done twice. It was grey and pink. And then I was like, why the hell have we got grey in here? So... I redid it a couple of years ago, red and pink. Oh, um, red and pink. Uh, yeah, yeah, red, red and pink. The red yeah, came yeah, in, the red is slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's clever because mostly when people design their home, they don't think about flooring or they don't put colours into flooring. And also uh, the ceiling. Yeah. I think a favourite thing in there is the wallpapered ceiling, actually. I mean, the floor is really great, but it's sort of like you don't see many wallpapers. It's ceilings. quite like a cuddle. It's very embracing. And a little nook. Yes, like, yes, yes. But it's yeah, also yeah. a nice surprise as well. I think when we had some friends bears around and said, oh, you've read wallpapers. You see them looking at the wall and they go, oh, oh, wow. oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an unexpected thing yeah. unless you're looking, you know. We didn't do that ourselves, though. We got, no, so we no, got a specialist in wallpaper. Because, too high a ceiling. Yeah, the ceiling would have just been too tricky. Yeah, it's hard. For amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wallpaper is not my fault. For me, it's mostly my husband because he's very he's tall. tall. <laughs> but I, I can't. <laughs> my mum was really good at wallpaper. Paper, but I, the gene did not pass down to me unfortunately I'm not very good at wallpaper and before it was even harder the wallpapering because you had, you had to, to put the pace yeah. yeah we have a lot of art in our house as well mm. you know and we agree on that we both agree on what sort of things we like I know there's a few things that you probably like less than I do but Tan tends to fall out of love with things after a number of years, you know, because you need a little bit more energy in terms of those things. I mean, so I don't disagree. <laughs> Was it a challenge at first collaborating together and having different style or different colour choices? Well, there's been some moments. <laughs> no, <I'm> not <laughs> there were some times at the beginning where we did some designs and we had a lot of colourways. 
we wanted four colorways and I think we ended up with 47 and it was like just trying to, to pair it there and, and I think there was some very tense moments in the, <laughs> in the kitchen table with all of these colorways printed out and both of us go we just need to pick four <laughs> yeah which four and they've got to make sense together and we did but at the end of it I don't think you or I were particularly happy with the four that we ended no, up using no but anyway we live in life <laughs> what we did after that is we really learned how to restrict our colour palette mm. So we got very, very tight and we picked colour palettes that was for specific things and specific designs, but we were very, very narrow on those colour palettes. I think we've added a little bit, but we've got kind of got like a favourite sort of range of colours now, which made, that's made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you won't see any blue or green in our designs. Well, not it anymore. Like the we warm, did. The warm. Yeah, we did have some, but yeah, much more of but a I think, warmer colour palette. But I think, I think sometimes as well... We, We've learned from experience that, you know, colours that we have in our heads or sometimes colours you see on the screen, you can't always get it to look like that on a material. You know, that under certain colours, like, I mean, I know you really like lilac. I'm not so keen on lilac. But we do, I do appreciate it in terms of a design sense. But it's a really hard colour to get right. It's yeah, because it's either too pink or too blue. Or mm. an orange. For whatever reason, they're really hard colours to get just so but i know you're familiar with yes colors they are colors that are amazing they've got a really good lilac and a really good red we are able to get good colors now <laughs> yeah those colors are vibrant they're just really strong and pure and yeah. the quality is brilliant what advice could you give the listeners if they want to design a space with their partner or with someone from their family move out into a separate place <laughs> <laughs> have your own zones that you design one and you're i think that's really difficult and it depends on the I think relationship you have to do what you said earlier is probably i mean i wish we'd done it actually make a venn diagram you know you make a list of all the things that you like and they make a list of things all see where there's common ground where's this common ground yeah that's that's the easiest way of actually doing it that yeah. will prevent you're always going to end up arguing or heavily debating or there's always somebody that maybe feels a bit stronger than the partner and the partner's like okay i'll leave it to you but you know there has to be a bit of common ground and there has to be a little bit of compromise as well at times mm. because You know, you have to ask yourself sometimes, am I really that invested in not having lilac at all in this house? Or can I, you know, and you just go, no, it's okay, as long as it's not everywhere. I don't think I could live with it everywhere. If it's a little touch here and a little touch there, that's fine. Mm. But agree on your colours as soon as possible. Mm. I think that's the easiest thing as well to do at the end of the day it has to be a home for all of you a home sort of together it's like for instance we don't decorate the children's bedrooms no they just leave that I mean we do we do decorate them but but they get to choose yeah yeah because at the end of the day that's the room there you know where they want to spend time and it's sort of like it's their room and they're also not growing so yeah 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 yeah, exactly and you have to think about practicalities there as well Mm. there's certain spaces that we've mapped out as like these are ours kids (laughs) you know it's going to be this they all love their home Mm, they all love it well they always say as well don't they when they brought friends around they're proud their friends are always like or rather when they go to the friend's house they're like I didn't realise other people didn't have so much colour. So, yeah, they appreciate it. <laughs> My partner has a very methodical mind, so I every time I have to prepare the presentation. This is the colours that maybe we can go with. Do you have a preference? And, and this is the very <laughs> tiny feedback form I've given you at the end. <laughs> is there a favourite room for each of you? The kitchen for me, yeah. I'm, I'm not that keen on cooking, to be honest. And kitchens always tend to be, you know, functional. The job is to cook in there. 
So it's nice to have some art in there, some colour, some other things to look at that aren't used in the kitchen. You know, traditional kitchen things, got some display shelves there that just have beautiful things on them that don't get used, but yeah. they're beautiful to look at. And it's got some artwork in there, some really old, really old 80s um, original sort of ceramics. They're just beautiful to look at. I don't use them, but I just like looking at them. I like the kitchen as well. I mean, I like the living room. And the living room, well, The yeah. living room has been a real evolution. That's like a 15-year evolution from what it was originally mm. to where it is now. Yeah, yeah. When, so you, when you live somewhere, you and like when your trip to Brazil, you come back renewed thinking, actually, I want to change something. Mm. So there's there are parts that have been... But changed really, along the way I really like the kitchen as well but for a different reason which is it's probably one of the spaces it, it didn't evolve as such we really did sit down and plan, plan it, it yeah. and design it and the, it, it's had a few tweaks since we put in but in terms of a space for the space that we had it works really really well and it's really really colourful and it's really fun to be in you know kitchens tend to be the centre of most homes I find it a much better place to cook in than it was Mm. before and it's just a nice place to sit and it's warm and it's welcoming it's, and in our house it's the first room you come into so it is a wow room it's probably not as much as wow as the living room yeah. but I think it builds you up gently when you design your home did you plan each room when you first designed it no it, it was more you have things in your head that you want to do but until you live in the space and ideas are quite yeah. fluid they might change at one point we had a very very almost call it royal purple fireplace and then we just both ended up i don't like this purple mm. fireplace anymore let's not have this purple fireplace so things do sort of change after we've lived with them for a bit For me personally, it's quite hard to, to plan it. It's different with a commercial space because you're going straight in and it's it's kind of got a function. But with the residential space, with the home, you know, it's it's almost got more soul. So you're sort of feeling along. I think though in terms of that, though, we change things that are painted way more often. Yeah, because it's easy. Because it's it's easy, easy with paintwork. You know, to I just mean, change. Yeah. if we're putting wallpaper up, we yeah, really are so that's, that's, that's the wallpaper that we yeah. want. But I don't think the, the fireplace is not getting changed again. I think it'll get happy now. Did you say not yet? Not yet. <laughs> You're right. This is really important to consider a space not just as four walls and that's it. And it's really a living space and it really depends on how the person is living in it because we all have different habits. And living somewhere and doing something that ends up being a mistake is actually a good thing because it helps you narrow down what you do want. Yeah. Once you know what you definitely don't want or definitely don't like, it goes back to that um, really common advice in the interiors world, you know, it's only paint, paint it, live with it. And if you don't like it, Just use another color that makes you feel better that, that you do like. So when I'm working with clients, every time I'm asking the question, what color do you like or what color do you dislike? People know exactly what they hate. What they like is like, yeah. it's harder. And, and also it's a bit more complicated than that, isn't it? Because it's often the combination of things. Mm. Because I can't envisage nowadays a room just being one colour, minimum two, probably three, in order to build up those sorts of 
zones, that difference, that interest to make it an interesting space. Yeah, and also with the shapes, you don't have to paint the whole wall. Absolutely. I have clients that tell me I'm worried about getting bored of this color. And what if you had shapes or patterns or it keeps it interesting? And that is so easy to do. You have to consider the whole volume. Yeah. Stairways and hallways quite often tend to be forgotten because you Mm. go from A to B. So they're usually just places that are getting you somewhere rather you're not generally sitting in a hallway. So yeah, we made our hallway stairs, you know, a part of the design joining the kitchen to the living room. The stairs are pink and yellow. Um, They could have just been forgotten, but the part of it, you you come out the kitchen and you look up the stairs. So why would you not want to use that space in a way that you have done with the other rooms? We also have a kind of gallery. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Before moving in here, I have a a hallway that was very long, 10 metres long, actually. That's that's not a hallway, that's a corridor. And very (laughs) narrow, one metres, one metre five. And all white, so it felt very cold and even longer like a hospital yeah <laughs> so my idea was to paint the back wall and the front wall so to use this optical illusion mm-hmm. to yeah. make them shorter and then have a gallery in between with a lot of different lines to keep it also interesting because you're walking yeah <laughs> for 10 meters you yeah. have to get entertained like <laughs> yeah yeah no, absolutely okay. don't think there's many walls in our house now that haven't, haven't got, got something, something on, on them yeah and that's probably a problem because that means we can't buy some new things that we like to put on there or we do and then they go into a drawer and we think when you is put this in the, on the ceiling yeah <laughs> <laughs> haven't quite got that or it's a good opportunity to look around what you've got and see if you still love everything yeah. as much and there are a couple of things on the hallway um sort of gallery wall that i don't love as much now so kind of got an eye out for a replacement but not actively looking for something but when something comes yeah. i'll know because you like to go for example in second hand shop something that you has just, a soul and uh, yeah you just don't know when something will appear quite often when you're looking right. for something you just can't find it yeah, it's such a white... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're looking for something very specific <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no you yeah. can't find it only you can see it in here yeah. you just can't see it anywhere else i, think I went through a phase of collecting um, 1980s Eastern Block digital telephones and they were really sort of like you didn't see those designs in England and yeah they were quite really, blocky yeah they were quite nice and I go oh, we need to make a display shop of telef- for telephones but it was just it didn't it never quite came it, if we ever moved to a bigger place there'd be a wall of telephones they're black and red and they're just very they're quite clunky mm. oh. like the big thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was just sort of like I've got like they're antiques now yeah really. <laughs> I think we've come to the end of our discussion. You have an Instagram account where our listeners can contact you, right? Yeah, yeah. At Quirk and Rescue. Um, uh, Mr. Blank Prince. Prince. Separate Instagram. But you can contact us through, we've got websites, quirkandrescue.com, misspink.co.uk. Co.com.uk, it's all confusing. <laughs> Quirk and Rescue on Instagram will um, take you Mr. everywhere Blank else. Prince.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a pleasure. It's been lovely. Thank, Thank you. you. And your um, home is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this uh, colourful adventure. Keep trusting your intuitions and remember... Your home is your canvas, so just paint it happy. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, don't hesitate to subscribe, rate, or review on the different listening platforms. To say hello and get all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at rainbow.shaker. 
And if you want to check out my services, you can go to my website www.rainbowshaker.com. Thanks again, and I wish you all a very colorful day. See you next time. Bye.